Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Christian Music Bros Podcast. I'm Brendan, and this is Brandon. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. And remember, if you like what you're hearing, like, follow, and subscribe, and comment, contact us on our email. Our email is christianmusicbros at gmail.com or christianmusicbropodcast at gmail.com. So if you ever want to reach out to us, you can reach out to this way or follow us on Instagram and you can send us a message there. Today, we have special guests. I'm sorry if I pronounced and brought these names wrong. Um, we have Ashley Millfield and Rachel Cash. I'm sorry if I pronounced any of this wrong. So welcome for joining us. Thanks for having us. And you did it correctly. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, Brendan. We're honored to be here. Um, feel free to introduce your guys, both yourself. Just talk a little bit about yourself to start. I don't, any of you guys can start. Ladies first. You go. You, oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> well, my name is Rachel. I am born and raised in the Nashville area. Um, I became a Christian in 1990, which kicked off my love of all things Christian culture, culture of Christian music. Um, I worked at Family Christian Store as a teenager where I got my fake doctorate in 90s Christian music and culture. And uh the nineties Christian music has stayed with me. I'm 41, 42. I don't, I don't even know. I'd have to get out a calculator to figure that out, but <laughs> Christian music has stayed with me all this time. And a couple of years ago, I reached out to someone who I admire and respect very much and asked this person if they would, would be interested in writing a devotion based on nineties Christian music. And that person said, yeah, sure. It'd be a great adventure. So here we are. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that person was me and we saddled up our, saddled up our horses and wrote this book. And so I am Ashley Mofield. I am Rachel's pastor and I serve as the senior pastor at White House First Baptist Church, Middle Tennessee, just North of Nashville. And I've been on staff here for 22 years. Um, I'm a little older than Rachel. And so uh, my background is in music. I graduated from high school in the early 90s, went to college, um, have a degree in music, but during my college years is when I felt called into ministry. So it was also a pivotal time where I was exploring my call to ministry, growing in my faith. And so the music that we wrote about was very, um, very important to me in those important years. And then I moved to seminary and went and did my MDiv in seminary and started in ministry. And then I have been at our church since 2001, went back to seminary. And then I actually got a real doctorate degree, not just a um, whatever you called your 90s Christian <laughs> fake doctorate, but fake doctorate. Um, and that which was a, a huge part of me even growing as a writer. Like if I wouldn't have done that, I don't think I would have ever even dreamed of writing a book. But um, when Rachel did approach me with this project, it, it kind of started because as I would preach sermons, the lyrics of a 90s Christian song might pop up or a title of my sermon might be um, the title of a Stephen Curtis Chapman song. And so, you know, a couple of times after church, she's like, hey, I, I saw that, you know, the title of your sermon was this or. And so we found we had this common love for the music. It was huge in both of our lives. And, and so we kind of had that common bond just as, as a friend and as her pastor, we would talk about it in passing. And even with our spouses, I think we went to see Stephen Curtis Chapman in concert. We did a little double date even before we went on this great adventure together. 
And then when she approached me about writing the devotional, you know, you don't write a book unless it's something that you have a passion about and you love it. And when she approached me, I thought, you know, I think I can get on board with that. So, so here we are and it's happening and we're excited about it. You guys, well, you guys, thanks for sharing that. You guys answered my first question. I was going to ask, how did you guys meet and how did the idea of the book came through together? So that kind of answered my first question for you guys. Brad, and you have anything yeah. else? I mean, I've known Ashley for almost 20 years, I guess. Has it? almost been 20 years. Um, he's a, he's a great pastor. He's a great, um, person. There's no one else that I think could have written this book with me. It would have had, I mean, this book would be something totally different if it wasn't, if, if he hadn't joined me on this, um, we really riff off of each other really well and have different strengths, um, that we pull out in each other, I think. So it's been a really great, really cool and sweet opportunity to do this with my pastor, um, to do it, uh, alongside our church families, encouraging us, um, supporting us in this. So I think that's really cool that it's just someone who's just a part of my life already in a very profound and meaningful way. I mean, he's my pastor. So <laughs> it's been a great opportunity for me to do this with him. Yeah. And I'll expound upon that a little bit, even to go into more detail. Like we told this story before, but like her approaching me, it's not quite as clean and simple as she asked me to to write the book. It was like, she put something on Facebook. Hey, hey, would anybody on here be interested in reading a book of devotionals based off of 90s Christian music? And me being her friend on Facebook, I said, I would love to read that book. And then while all the other people are commenting, she comments under my comment, great, I was going to ask you to write it with me. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> I didn't know that was coming. But but I agree with her in that like we, um, you know, I, I don't see myself uh, I don't think I would have written this book by myself. Um, we do kind of fill in the gaps with each other's strengths and I wouldn't call either one of us any gaping weaknesses, but um, I mean, I'm, we both have a cheesy sense of humor. Um, and so even though I'm a pastor, um, there's a lot of fun kind of picking at ourselves in the nineties as well as the devotionals. And so we both kind of get that language mm -hmm. And being that I am a little older than Rachel, it's also a good balance. And like, yeah, we're both Stephen Curtis Chapman fans, and that's probably our top. But like where I was jamming out to For Him, she was jamming out to Jesus Freak. But both of those need to be in this book. It's a great balance, you know, like mm -hmm. and where, she, you know, she's listening to Switchfoot. I might have been listening to more Michael W. Smith. And, and we both listen to both of them, but it, it's just a really good balance. And it's been a fun team effort and we pushed each other. And I think if it would have been either one of us on our own, we both probably would have quit before it was over. So it's been nice having that accountability throughout. That's, that's very cool and unique. Like it's always good to have like a partner with it, no matter what, like that's how me and Brad and do this podcast together. Like without Brad, I, I don't know what, what we would do or say, I think Brad would be in the same boat. Well, Definitely. And, you know, and Rachel may want to speak to this, but you know how you were ever in like high school or college, like where you have a group project and there's somebody in the group that's not really doing their part, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like somebody else is doing all the work. Thankfully, I think we both really work hard. Like there's never a time where I'm like, well, I hope Rachel, you know, is living up to her end of the bargain. And I hope I've done the same. Like it's been, it's been a fun team, teamwork kind of thing. So. Brad, do you have anything you want to add very quick before we jump more in? 
yeah, like you guys both mentioned, I'm mean, loving what you guys are saying about your passion into that. We definitely can hear that. So I would love to ask, like, what was the process of like writing it like? Was it a long period or were you guys like quick on the fence just jumping into it? Like, because there's so much of the Christian music in the 90s to go through so many songs, artists. What was the process like actually taking that passion you guys have and being able to put that into words and knowing what to do, how you do that all? Well, I would say that this book is, I had, I had a vision for this book and the vision was very specific. I wanted it to not only be a devotional, but encapsulate the time period. So the cheesy, the humor, um, just the off the wallness that was um, in 90s Christian music, just the fun of it. There's a lot of fun in 90s Christian music and I wanted to capture that. I wanted to capture the emotion and I wanted to include all the inside jokes. Um, you know, this book is not, is not going to be loved or understood by just anyone. It's specifically for a group of people who loved nineties Christian music and are familiar with all of those inside jokes. Um, so the first thing that happened to me when I started writing this book was it wasn't the devotions that I was writing first. It was the funny stuff that came out for me first. Um, and I knew that it had to be in there. And thankfully, Ashley, you know, he agreed that this book needs to be, it needs to reflect the nineties correctly. And in order to do that, you got to have a little fun, got to have a little cheese in there. So for me, it started coming out like that. Uh, the retrospectives is what we call those, the little humorous interludes in between the devotions. There's about 11 or 12 of them where we just kind of take a, step back and we just make fun of ourselves a little bit or recall a specific memory. Um, we even include some things from our a social media audience of things that they remember um, that we love to, we love to include the input from as many people as we can. So for me, it was those. And then the fun part, or probably the more difficult part was the choosing of the songs. So we landed on around 35. So I'll let Ashley describe that process. Sure. Uh, when we met, that was that was fun. Like, all right, we're going to write this book. And we've got a huge library of music to choose from. How do we how do we choose what songs and what artists? So I've actually still got a copy of it. Like I created a spreadsheet and we had, you know, like, was it theologically sound was a song? Was it um popular like we didn't just go to the deep cut of some album that no one would recognize even though we might love it um we you know the the book is not about artists um lives or testimonies but but some stories were like you know what we probably need to steer clear from that and this one let's focus on the song and, and so we knew there were going to be non-negotiables like some just because they were our favorites like we knew Stephen Curtis Chapman's the great adventure was going to be in there. We knew DC talk Jesus freak was going to be in there. We knew we had to have a Michael W. Smith song. We knew we had to have a Carmen song. How do you talk about nineties without Carmen nineties Christian? And so we had to get those non-negotiables. And then from there, all right, let's, let's choose from diverse styles. And, you know, so like, yeah, there's a OC supertone song. We want, um, now, there's not, you know, for the heavy metal Christian fans, there's not a lot of that. Maybe that'll come in the next volume. Um, that just wasn't as much what we were listening to, even though um, you're going to see nods to 
Striper and White Cross and some of those guys. But um, so, yeah, we just wanted to say, all right, let's and let's look at a, a range of theological topics like, you know, and, and we actually categorize them once we selected our artists and songs in the in the table of contents. They're kind of divided up by systems of theology, whether it's about um, new heaven and a new earth, whether it's about salvation, whether it's about prayer and making sure that, you know, it wasn't just a book of devotions about one particular topic that we kind of hit the spectrum of a lot of things with recognizable songs and artists. So it was fun. You know, we had some tough choices. There's even now, as I think about it, there's some, I was listening to a Susan Ashton record yesterday and she's one of my favorites. And I'm like, man, why didn't we <laughs> pick this song or like, you know, like there's people that are going to read the book and wonder why we didn't choose a certain artist or choose a certain song. And as writers of the book, we think the exact same thing about the book that we wrote. Like, there's just no way we could include everything. Just. Yeah. Well, I mean, we even apologize in the, in uh, the intro. Mm -hmm. We just couldn't get it all in. I mean, we wanted to, but there's so much great, you know, great stuff in the 90s you it's so difficult so we apologize if your favorite people are not in it but we tried our hardest <laughs> and not only did we try to do a range of artists and stuff but we tried to do a range of years so we tried not to do all just late eight late 90s or mid 90s mm -hmm. because you know that's where I tend to gravitate towards but we tried to do the whole span of the decade mm -hmm. love that really cool guy so like looking at the book can you give us a couple artists that you'll see in a book like just talk about some of the artists you'll see in the book for the audience to check so they are aware well, well first i want to show you how thick the book is okay y'all this is a this is a thick book right here um, it's not just god's little devotional book for like moms that it's like a little paragraph and makes you feel good <laughs> for the day like no. <laughs> there, there's some meat to this devotional now yeah i mean it's over it? like 300 and 30 pages and stuff. So, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty dense book. Like we said, we had a hard time getting it all in there. It's packed full. Um, you asked some of the artists. Some yes, of the, that's our some, audience that's listening so they can check it out the book. Yeah. Like, well, the cool thing is, is that the foreword is written by Mac Powell of Third mm -hmm. Day. And I don't want to steal his thunder, but if you love uh, Third Day, then you will enjoy reading it. But even if you're not like a huge Mac Powell third day, I really appreciated his forward because he reveals to us that he's a nineties Christian kid too. And he gives his experience of what it was like for him to discover Christian music in the nineties, which I think is amazing. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are going to relate to Mac Powell, even though Mac Powell's like mm -hmm. a superstar, they're going to relate to his story. And, and we love that. And so some of the other some of the other people in the book, um, well, you know, you got the the staples. You got DC Talk. You got Audio Adrenaline. Stephen yeah, you Curtis can't Jamming. you can't tell '90s <laughs> Christian without Big House and Audio Adrenaline. Like that was one of those it it had to be in there, you know. And and I had to write that devotion, and it wasn't the easiest <laughs> one to write. Like, how do you write a devotion off of a big big yard where we can play? But like the depth is there. We just had to really layer it back a little bit sorry rachel but oh no you keep going i mean you can keep this going what, this is what the our our promise was <laughs> just dive in talk everything up <laughs> i mean there's there's point of grace there's for him there's out of eden which were you know my favorites there's switchfoot jars of clay Linens. yeah jars of clay cayman's um, call yep kirk franklin 
Um, we've yeah. even got Sandy Patty and Wayne Watson in there, early 90s. We tried and to put some of that. Anointed, Sonic Flood, Crystal Lewis, Twyla Paris. Cindy Morgan. Um, Clay Cross. Um, Wes King. Uh, Michael English. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa Bevel, who's one of my favorites. I think that might be everyone. I don't know. There could be a few surprises. News boys. You oh, might yeah, have said news boys. boys. <laughs> So there it? are 35 songs, 35 songs. There's only a couple of people that got more than one song. That would be DC Talk, uh, SC Squared, and Smitty. Each got two songs in here, and we couldn't help it. Um, so, But yeah, each song, each of the 35 songs gets its own devotion, where we look at the scripture that it brings to mind, or maybe a scripture that we think might have inspired the song. And we talk about um, you know the theology of that. So, you know, for example, if we were doing heaven in the real world, which is the first chapter in the book, we talk about God's kingdom. Um, is heaven in the real world? And what does that look like? Where do you find it? Uh, we reference his music video and trying to explain um, mm -hmm. you know, where his kingdom might be and the role that Jesus plays in establishing his kingdom of heaven in the real world. So that's just a little taste of how the book is laid out. And uh, as Ashley said, too, it's it's divided into themes. So, uh, you know, we, it was hard to do that. It was hard to put them in themes because not all of them fit into little tidy boxes. But yeah, I mean, Ashley, anything you want to add to that? Well, and something else that we did that, and, and this was definitely Rachel's influence that, uh, that I think is a, a really neat part of each devotion so yeah these songs were 25 30 years ago and rachel was a teenager i was in college it was fun to look at a particular song and think about where i was in my faith in 1995 listening to a jars of clay album where i was in my theology and now where i am in 2023 so you know sometimes i wasn't thinking very deep in 1995, or maybe I was even thinking incorrectly, or maybe I've grown in my faith in the last 30 years. So, so as we lay out each chapter, each devotion, you know, you've got the name of the song, the songwriter, the scripture that's involved, but then we kind of have our nineties impression of the song and the theology. And then today's impression of how we've grown in our faith and maybe how we see the song differently or see it for what it was meant to be or more, in a, you know, with maybe more mature theological eyes looking at it. And so that's a part of every devotion, kind of how we've grown in our faith and our understanding of some of the theology and the songs. So I think, I think readers will enjoy that because I would hope that they'll go on their own journey. Like they'll, oh yeah, I remember, you know, hearing whatever, Michael W. Smith, I'll lead you home in 1996. I didn't really think that it meant this, but wow, I really need to go back and listen to that and study those scriptures. So that idea is there as well. So uh, I do want to say too, that these songs, we're the, the lyrics of the songs are not equal to scripture. You know, these songs are someone's meditation on scriptures, you know, we assume. Um, and so these devotions represent our own meditation on these scriptures. Um, riffing off of the songs, using it as like a springboard to think more deeply about the, these scriptures. 
but the lyrics are not equal to. So the point of the book is to get people back into the Bible, getting excited and to kind of recapture that wonder of learning these truths for the first time. So thinking back to when I might have learned about God's kingdom and now what do I now know about God's kingdom? How has my impression of it changed? Um, does my understanding of these of these scriptures um, have have they has my understanding of those scriptures changed? Those kinds of things and it, and it all started for me. Uh, probably should have mentioned this earlier that mixtape theologizing, which is what we call it, is something that I did in my teens. Uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman put scriptures in his liner notes. So whenever I'd get a new Stephen Curtis Chapman album, I would sit on my bed, I'd get my Bible out, and I would read those scriptures, and I would learn truths or learn biblical concepts for the very first time from looking at those scriptures and then hearing him uh, meditate on those those thoughts through his lyrics taught me so much it's almost like a form of discipleship to me these songs discipled me all of these years and uh in my understanding of these things have grown so we actually put in the chapter at the beginning of the book that we hope that people will do that that we hope that they will jot down their 90s impressions of these songs and then come back and write down you know what what is their understanding of it now and look and see how god has moved and grown your understanding it's really cool to be able to do that yeah that's very cool so like whatever what kind of book you can order off Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Is there anywhere else I'm missing that on top of their in my head now where they can order the book? Probably Northern anywhere. Point. Yeah. I mean, for pre-order, stick to Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Um, it comes out October 2nd, at which point I think it would be available at most online retailers. Yeah, just put in mixtape theology and you know, we, I remember it's funny as you were talking, Rachel, we haven't even had this conversation because we started this journey three or four years ago. It's been a while, even coming up with the title was a challenge. And like we had, it seems like we had ideas like something about marmalade jelly. We were going to play off of, you know, the, the rap and Jesus freak, or I don't even know. We had a bunch of crazy names and we talked to a, a prominent Christian writer and kind of had some advice and we had this idea of mixtape theology. And he told us, he says, well, you, you kind of, there's one audience that the word theology is going to scare them away. Like theology. Oh, you know, and then the other deeper, more, you know, mature, maybe in their own site um, would think the word mixtape will scare them away. So you really divide your audience and we just decided to own it. Like, you know, that it just is what it is. We love these songs. It's a group of different songs, and we're going to look at the theology. And so if it's too shallow for some or too deep for others, our goal was to kind of find the sweet spot. And, you know, I hope we've done that. That's that's very cool and unique, like how you come up with names. Like, I think me and, like, everyone has a unique name. Like, when Brad and I came up with our name, we both love Christian music and we're both are like bros, like Fred. So that's where the bros comes out. So that's like kind of our play on what words. I love it. <laughs> um, for those who are listening or watching this episode, whatever you're doing, um, we'll drop the links in the description where you can pre-order the book on Amazon. I'll drop the Amazon link. I'll try to find a Barnes and Noble link, but I can't make any promises yet, but for sure the Amazon link. Brad, do you have anything you want to say, add? 
yeah, um, I don't remember, Brendan, exactly what year you were born, but I know me personally, I was born 2003, so 90s music was something my parents played a lot. I love so many of them, like Steve Kirst, Chapman, Michael W. Smith, um, Old School Newsboys, Amy Grant, so many of them mean a lot to me hearing these songs. So I'm excited for this book even more than I was before after hearing even more about it because it's there's so much goodness in this music, in this era, like music is still impacting, it's still so powerful. But there's something about it more than just nostalgia. But like you said, the playfulness, the theology in that, it's really a beautiful thing. So for all those who, you know, whether something was said, an artist name, you know, piqued your interest, definitely check out this book. It's got so much good meat in it. It's got so much fun references and so many amazing songs, whether it's a journey in memory lane or it gives you an even deeper appreciation of the artists doing music, even in our current day. But definitely check that book out. Definitely. And for those who are listening, we are going to be hosting a little giveaway. So in order, the giveaway prize is actually, any guesses? Brad, do you want to say any? Do you have a guess? <laughs> you can win a free copy of the book. All you have to do is like, subscribe to our YouTube page, or at least share the episode and comment. And then whoever comments and shares will put your name in a Google sheet. Then we'll just pick a random winner from there. We'll give you guys about three weeks. So today is September 5th while we're recording this. We'll give you guys to like September 20th, 5th or somewhere around there. If you have any questions, you can always comment and respond. Yeah, maybe you can write down those instructions again for people in the description. Yeah, yeah, we'll write it in the description too. But I'm just explaining to the people because if you're not watching visually, you're always listening to me because some people don't watch (laughs) it. Um, do you guys have anything else you guys want to discuss about the book? The floor is yours. Uh, well, we do I do have- want to say one more thing that we do have an, an artist that contributed art to the book, which we haven't talked about, but she, um, her name is Liz King. She lives in Kentucky. She is the biggest DC talk fan, I think in the world maybe. Um, but she has written some really humorous comics based on 90s Christian culture. And I think the audience is going to enjoy those as well. So definitely check those out as well, guys. Yeah. And and I just want to say like Rachel and I are both just overwhelmed by God's grace that, that this is even happening. Um, you know, it's a, it's a neat adventure. It's, it's neat to do it with someone, but it's, uh, it's all God. Like, like each step of the way so many times, like, all right, is this really going to happen? And we just, we went through so many, I won't use the word trials, but just, it's just been a long journey. And then to see where we are in the process. And even for years, you, you, we have this idea and we're trying to get people to back the book. And then kind of in the last, we had some pretty big names, but then to, for it to all be said and done, for some of our heroes as Christian artists to back the book, like we're just blown away and so thankful to have Michael Tate giving us a quote saying, read this book and Michael W. Smith and CeCe Winans, who just won Dove, the Dove Award winner of Artist of the Year and for Andy Christman of For Him and for Bart from Mercy Me, like to have these guys actually telling people to, to um to buy our book it's kind of a surreal moment for us so we are just regular people fans like the like everybody else and so for them to say hey this is a cool thing y'all are doing we want to 
you know, we want to get on board with it. Um, we're just thankful to God by his grace that any of this has even happened. I mean, so nearly today made a promo. So we're going to share that promo now with you guys. So you just give me a second to share my screen. I don't know how it's going to work. So just give me a second because technology is technology. Um, so did you guys help make this promo promo or was it all them? It was all NRT. Cool. Is I'm trying to share my screen? Maybe please work. There we go. So this is the best set. So please. Yeah. Turn your volume up if you're watching this. So if that doesn't get you hyped enough, you should buy the book. I might have muted the audio. I don't know if I muted the audio. So if I do, I apologize. For copyright reasons, I was trying not to play the audio. So I apologize to anyone that was going to enjoy the audio. Just don't want to get copyrighted or anything. <laughs> uh, well, smart. Thank well, thank you again for joining us. Um, you can pre-order the book anywhere. Um, give them a follow on Mixed State Theology on their Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the social medias. Order book. It's going to be great. And it comes out October 2nd. And please tell us what you think. Thanks again for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks, bros. And to everyone that tuned into our podcast, see you next week when with our next episode. So have a great week, everyone.